0: One, and we are recording with Doctor Aaron Williams for episode eight zero one. Today is Thursday, May fifth, twenty twenty two, four thirty eight p.m. Eastern Time. And as of yesterday, there is yet another food processing plant burning down. Mm-hmm. Is this just is this straight up engineered, or am I just? Are we paying attention to these? Because on one hand, I saw that's like there's like there's like ten thousand food processing plants in the United States, and like twenty have burned down this year. Okay, that's you know if you saw a car crash on the news every time a car crashed, but there's two fatal. There are two car accident fatalities per state per day. You got to remember that. Like we just don't see them on the news because yeah. there's a certain level we've accepted. I don't know enough about food processing plants and I'm not even going to pretend to act like I know, but fire after fire, after fire, after fire Mm -hmm. in the wake of like COVID of, of censorship, it does kind of seem like a manufactured food crisis to surprise, make us more dependent on a centralized government. What are your thoughts on
1: that? I think I would agree. I mean, I'd love to see like true numbers. Yeah. You know, what was the baseline? How often did this happen? But my guess is that that uh, I mean, not many buildings go up in flames, especially entirely and like completely get knocked out, um, you know, in a, in a big inferno. So my thought process is that it's highly likely, highly likely that, yes, that this is way more than the average. Uh, if there's even one a year, maybe two a whole year. I mean, there's a lot of food processing plants, but, um, you know, we have a lot of processes to where you don't have fires in these, in these areas, in these spaces, uh, no matter what kind of equipment they're working with or what kind of processes they're run. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I think that it likely is way above, and I think it likely is engineered. I mean, it's, you know, it's a weird spot to be in. It's a very surreal spot. A couple of years ago, I would have never entertained the idea until until recently but yeah you've got that you've got the bird flu uh telling them to get rid of all of their uh, you know everyone to get rid of their chickens and then you've got you know climate change accords. Uh, uh, i believe it was scotland or ireland was going to have to kill off a million of their sheep and cattle in order to meet their climate goals you say well if this you know we've got all this concern coming from the world health organization all these places about our health if that's real and it's not feigned and actually the opposite then they would say, hey, we have to hold up on this because we're talking about food security all the time lately. And we're talking about food shortages. So why would we have you do that? So let's hold off for a year or two. Let's pretend that all that's on the up and up. But that's what you would do if you cared. That's what you would do if you were trying to actually get people fed. So the the totality of the evidence that that I've seen, I guess I can't say the word totality because I haven't seen all the evidence nor looked at all the different issues. But what I have seen, Um, is, you know, Bill Gates is the largest owner of farmland in the United States. Uh, GMOs have been proven to not be very good, yet they continue to push them. And while I hear, I have not confirmed this directly, but, you know, I've heard that Monsanto doesn't even allow GMOs in their lunchrooms, for instance, Uh, and that many of these entities and organizations actually have their own organic gardens, um, like Gates, for example. So I don't know whether that's true. I haven't looked into it. But I think there's an, so many other things that match up with exactly what you're saying, that it's an engineered food crisis to make us dependent. You know, and I try not to
0: quote him, even though he's, he's right a lot of times that he is kind of a lightning, not kind of, he is a lightning rod. But I saw some guy make this great little like two minute, three minute kind of music mashup of Alex Jones. He makes a ton of them. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are just funny. But one of them was really good. And it was Alex, Alex Jones talking about the World Economic Forum. But he was like, I'm not even going to do the voice, but he no, was saying yeah. that. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, a, I'm an agent of God. I'm here to fight these demons. But he's talking about how like what we're seeing now is is the culmination of decades of work and really so it's like he compares it to a missile. And they've been building it underground for decades. And there's been conspiracies about like, yeah, no, they're consolidating power behind the scenes. And it's but that's like people escaping the missile construction center and being like, they're building missiles beneath the mountain. And you're like, all right, dude. And then in like the last three years, the the big silo doors in the in the mountain have opened. And you know that huge like rocket crawler that they use for the Apollo missions? Or it's got the it's like a big square and it's just got like treads on it and it moves it like a mile to the launch pad. He's like, for the last three years we've been seeing the rocket it came out of the mountainside. And we saw it with the 2020 election, we saw it with COVID, we're seeing it with the World Economic Forum censorship. And we're seeing the rocket and it's and it's slowly being moved. And it's it's I don't know, maybe like maybe like six months or a year ago it, it actually got to like the launch pad and they're like it's you know there's steam coming off of it and like they're taking out like the umbilical cords and it's like on the gantry and like you can see the people moving away from it and he's like we're watching this thing happen we know what it is the rocket is the global coup it's the world technocracy it's the engineered food shortages it's the it's the depopulation of man it's the moving to a digital central currency. It's the abolishment of nations. And it is the top point oh 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 one percent transcending biology and becoming some weird cyborg hybrid while the rest of us die. And he was like, we see it. We've been speculating about it for decades. And then we saw it over the last couple of years. And now it's there. And there's a countdown going. And it's going to take off. And when it takes off, it's going to go hit its target and it's going to be the end. And although things seem scary right now, it is still on the launch pad. There's something we can still do. And now there's no denying it. Now everyone's going, there it is. There's the rocket. It's, I can see the, the steam coming off of it. I can see like the astronauts going in it. There's the helicopters. I'm looking at the rocket and a lot of people are going, Oh, maybe it's like a friendly rocket. And other people are going, that's a rocket. It's a rocket with a weapon on it. And, I keep thinking about that more and more just now recently with, like you said, the food shortages, you know, Bill Gates talking about the next pandemic, the disinformation governance board. And as of yesterday, another Walmart center food distribution center burning down. I mean, it's the rocket. It's the great reset rocket. And there's now no doubt that it's there. What, what is there to do? And obviously just as we always uh, disclaim, this is not a call to arms. Please do not do that. My podcast is not to inspire that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. And, you know, and it wouldn't work anyway. The, that's been more gamed out. I'm yeah. sure uh, that uh, they would love for us to do would, that, to yeah. then have a bigger military clamp down on everyone uh, than they've already got. So, yeah, I think, I think one of the, the most interesting thought process that I have with all this that differs from pretty well anything I have ever heard, so probably just makes me you know extra uh, extra crazy, so to speak, um, is the fact that you know even if that rocket goes off, I don't think the rocket does nearly as much damage as what we think. And what I mean by that is that you know a lot of what's been crafted around us is illusion. You know, it, it really is. So whether it's your Federal Reserve Bank and your quote unquote money that's currency and the way we, we do and run all this um, in an impossible scheme um, financially where more money is owed to the banks, ultimately, to the private Federal Reserve Bank than is ever printed or made up through fractional reserve banking. Like, how does the system end anything different? So, But we live it. And we all agree to use that those dollars and their little symbols hidden in there as currency. And if we were to all say, we aren't going to use those dollars anymore. And they say, Oh, well, that's, um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's been federally, what what is it? um, Legal tender. It's been, it's been, it's a law. It's it's a legal statute. You might, you know, laws versus statutes, slightly different things. But um, if we were to all just say, you know, Actually, we realize how big of a farce this is. And so everybody starts doing something different entirely. And whether you talk about that being crypto or we, you say, you know what, I'm not going to order that thing from uh, from Europe or I'm not going to order that thing from across the country um, if I can't like barter and we can't do that. And we start to live locally. All of a sudden they're sitting around with all this paper and all these dots and tittles on a screen, and it doesn't really, nothing works anymore. But when you take and you follow those dots and tittles and those those currency dollars around, then that's when it's, oh, now we can make you take our shot because we'll take your job, which will take your dollars. And so you have to take our shot. And so whatever they do or don't put in there, you have to now line up for the next thing. And everybody who's following, you know, so whether those were the Nazi soldiers, like we talked about, or they're our own military. They know probably something isn't right, but they're trying to do the right thing by keeping order and structure. And we've been led to believe that. I mean, it sounds I'm talking a little bit like anarchy in a way, but it's a very civilized anarchy whenever you talk about a completely unjust government and a system uh, that is basically legalized injustice on steroids for 200 years plus. Um, And so my thought, if I don't go in too much deeper to that, is basically that if everybody wakes up and stops playing the game, that includes the people in the military. Say our leaders are telling us to do the wrong thing. We're seeing our fellow soldiers dropping; uh, they're, all the they're dying, they're having you know huge um, vaccine injuries. They get kicked out of the military. We need to stop this. I mean, the the leaders keep telling us uh, you know a shot in every arm, but they talk amongst themselves. I'm not uh, saying advocating fully for this um, by any stretch because I have no control over the military. That said, interesting thought process of what would happen if. And I think a lot of this would lose its power and its grip. We've been trained to think of the apocalypse being the world ending. We've been trained to be scared of the next virus and pandemic. We'd all of it in order to control the next steps. If there's only this many people Trying to control this many people, the only way they can do it is if these people all believe in the illusions and control themselves.
0: Do you think that what's going on right now is actually like necessary? Like, if you ran like a simulation of mankind a million times right now, I think we could even look back if we could go back to someone in 1945, we go back to Oppenheimer and he's like, now I become death destroyer of worlds. We might actually say, actually, dude, you, you, decrease decreased the, you decreased war. There's still, there are still wars, but I cite this all the time in terms of total and percentage deaths of the human population due to war. It had been rising for all of human history and it's been declining since August 9th, 1945. When we dropped the second a bomb, there are still wars, Vietnam, iraq korea you know the soviets in afghanistan ukraine right now but it's been going down we might actually go back to oppenheimer and say it's actually become pretty clear that this actually decrease decreases the lethality of war across the board and i think we would probably now all agree if you like reset mankind and they came they invented nuclear weapons again There's a high likelihood that human beings with the same brains as us would go, we can't launch these because then everyone will launch them. Maybe 99 out of 100 times, you would say, no, this is actually good. This is actually that kind of confusion of like puberty and getting older. You now look back and you go, oh, that was a formative part of my life, right? The first breakup, getting too hung over, getting too drunk and throwing up outside of a bar. You now look back and go, oh, you're not weird for... you ask anybody, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember the first time I got too drunk. And all, all of a sudden you go, oh, this is a part of growing up. This is a part of being scared of of, of losing money, of of whatever, right. of having brush with the law, of getting too high. All these things that feel like they're in, the end of the world at the time, you look back and go, oh, that's actually a formative and universal part of life. I wonder if in 100 years someone might come back to us and go, it's been pretty widely accepted that every civilization goes through this weird point where it seems like there's about to be a totalitarian takeover of the entire world, not just nations because that can happen. But every civilization goes through a sort of really scary growth process where it seems like the world's about to end and the evil guys are going to win. But in reality, that's the only thing that ever lights the fire under the ass of the collective man or woman to rise up and and go we can't do this we're not we're not taking part and it doesn't mean some violent takeover it just means eh, we're not playing the game anymore like i i wonder if this is actually the part of growing up as as a species maybe this is just we meet another alien race and they go, oh, yeah, no, we had this thing where like these weird guys so that are trying to take over the whole thing. You know, it, it was crazy. And we all tried to deny that it wasn't happening and then it started to happen and it got really dark and scary. But like a movie, it was just the third act. And then, you know, the good guys won. We might be like, what are you talking about? You know, we go back and tell Oppenheimer. No, there's not. No, no, there's not. Hulk. No, actually, we land on the moon. Is that part of it or is that just not that you have the answer, but. Am I just am I just taking the opiate? Am I just not looking at the evil?
1: No, no, I mean, I think there's <clears throat> a lot of like truth in that that thought process because all these nations, I mean, when you talk to people, and there's many physicians I talk to, for instance, and when they came and either grew up in or their parents grew up in communist countries, for instance, they remember, they feel it, they know. But for many of the people here. They have no recollection and they don't listen. They don't have any conception whatsoever, even when people tell them that this is exactly the way it started in their country. So when it comes to cycles, you know, once all these people are too comfortable, too much circus, et cetera, and I'm not advocating no one should have, you know, some of either of those or many of the former, but when that happens, humans fall back into that, that same place where they become complacent, distracted, they don't want to believe or have to really stretch themselves to deal with something that may or may not be happening to where it is allowed to build up over and over again. So I, you know, can that happen? That definitely happens in countries like it definitely. And so even over the world that's happened. So, you know, um, generationally or, you know, through larger spells of time, you know, 500 years, a thousand years, I, I wouldn't doubt it a bit. And I, I guess, uh, where I'm, Where I'm hopeful is that, you know, if we're in that cycle, that as we break out of it through this very painful um, process of societal detox, as I as I like to to frame it, uh, very painful, but we have to go through it. I'm hoping that we can remember and we can find a way to build systems and structures um, that are resistant to people taking history burying it changing it and slowly little inch by little inch changing everything back to where they've got that rocket on that launch pad again now
0: i'm trying to think of if you maybe you're someone that wants to come out and and sort of like lead the new society maybe you'd have to wait until it started to collapse. Like maybe you'd have to, you know, if you want to say like, Hey guys, like we all need to learn how to grow our own food. We need to like, you know, we got to get rid of inflation. We got to stop printing money. We can't do this centralized BS anymore. We can't do X, Y, and Z. I mean, kind of like in Alex Jones, right? With every passing year, he's let, he, he's still nuts, but with every passing year, he is a considerable amount less crazy and the end and the end, the end we might realize he was never crazy at all and it was our own it was our own i guess head under the sandedness but he's it's like one of the things where 20 years ago if you were like i watch alex jones every day you'd be like dude you're nuts now my friends that watch alex jones every day i'm like oh what is he saying you know i just ask as like a news source now i'm like what is he talking about and they're like they send me clips and now i look at it less as like a meme where i'm like oh it's alex jones and now i'm like what is what is he what is he saying? And I'm like, oh, that's what he's saying. Okay. I mean, over like Christmas break
1: mm-hmm. when
0: he had on Dr. McCullough, I got to go down there and actually like meet him. And I think it was that day, but he was talking about He's like, now nah. he's like, no, no, I seem crazy. He's like, February is when the next great war is going to break out. And part of me was just like, no, like stick with the vaccine. And then like Ukraine gets invaded in February and it's like, okay, hold on. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like maybe shit has to get so wild before you're willing to accept someone else, some, some Donald Trump figure, some Alex Jones figure coming in and being like, all right, I've been saying it for 20 years. Now do you guys believe me now that 99% of everything I've said has come true? Are you willing to believe the last 1% that is that they're going to try to depopulate the world at a certain point, you're going to go, Okay, literally everything you've said has come true. Sure. It, again, like, is it is it necessary or is it not necessary at all? Are we really running? Are we really running out the clock? And is this a dangerous
1: gamble? Well, I think I think some of it. There's some degree. Some of it's inevitable. You know, if um, wherever the virus intentionally or unintentionally leaked from Wuhan and or whatever its predecessors were before it got transferred, you know, if they have that, it's hard to stop that right now, especially with the numbers of awake people versus the numbers of distracted people still believing in the system. So, I mean, I think there's things that we can do to prepare and to lessen and blunt it. Um, again, going back to that scripture somewhere in Revelations about unless the, time, the period of the tribulation be lessened. And so whether we're in the tribulation about to be whatever that same concept holds in my mind, that there's still always something we can do. Um, but I think that there's still some things that will be in motion that are still going to be hard to go after. But I mean, what you're saying too about Alex Jones, you know, here's another funny, a funny way to flip it around and, and think about it. But uh, what is Alex Jones reporting on it? You know, what is Alex Jones reporting? Because he's, I mean, I haven't followed Alex Jones um, by any stretch very closely at all. I've seen a few things here and there. Um, but that said, I, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, quite a few of the things that he's talked about are indeed coming true. And so at some point, yeah, you lend that more credence. Um, but I do think there's, there's, there, there is more that, that we can do. Um, but it takes a hell of a lot of work. And it takes a lot more people. It takes a lot more people waking up, slowly but surely, um, to be able to force that. It just has to be a mass. Has to be like a critical mass of people uh, because either the critical mass of people is over here perpetuating the system and allowing it to exist. Like, you know, if you were at a big business and every single person that day, when you told them they had to have their shot, walked off the job, they would come back in the parking lot and say, oh, never mind, we'll make it optional. Yeah. I mean, we know of a few like small to medium sized businesses that actually happened. Yeah. Um, And so I think that same concept applies. So either you're over here you know, perpetuating this system, you know, that's a beast or you're over here, like working on creating the foundation of a new society. So I don't know. I'm always hopeful, but yeah, but there's a lot to do. And I think there's more not good to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe my conception of it's flawed. Maybe there, there doesn't have to be some like leader or something. Maybe it really is just a critical mass. Like, yeah, I mean, I think about like, think about like in college when like we'd all be at, there's like a strip of bars and like we'd all, or a ton of people from like different fraternities and friend groups would all be at like one bar. There was never like, there was one bar we always went to called Flip Flops. It was just a shitty bar. It was a bar that everyone went to. So everyone else went to it. And then there's this weird bar called Charlie O's. I think it was Charlie O'Corley. I think it burned down. Not a good analogy, but it was there and it was, it was much bigger. It had a lot more outdoor space and like the beer was a lot cheaper, but no one went to it because no one else went to it. And then over the course it was the weirdest thing for like the two years that I was at, at Valdosta. And then for like the years that all the older guys had been there, really no one ever went there. And then, over the course of like 2 weeks like the paradigm completely shifted i think one one day like someone got thrown out of flip flops and they were like fuck you all i'm going to Charlie O's, and like one or two of his friends went with him and like the next day someone else was like i'll go with you i don't care and it wasn't even like a slow drip like over the course of like 10 days the entire greek life scene shifted over there mm-hmm. and as then like when I visited like three years after I tra- it was still there but there was no like one conscious leader it was just this moment where someone's like mm-hmm. I'm sick of these girly drinks like fuck this music I hate the dress code I just want to go smoke a cig and watch a band and then like the whole and as long as anyone could remember it was like yeah no like everyone's always gone to flip-flops so like the last 20 years look at all like the old fraternity albums they've been going flip-flops since like 1990 and then it just It just shifted. And maybe you have to hit that tipping point of, like, where, like, all the drinks are, like, girly, like daiquiris. All they play is Justin Bieber. They don't allow you to smoke cigarettes inside. The cover is too much. And it has to just get so bad. (laughs) that finally people are like i'm going to that shitty weird irish bar that doesn't have enough lights like i'm going there and then it just exploded and it all of a sudden was like cool to go to the bar again but there was no conscious moment it might just be that it might not be that there's a great plan yeah i don't know
1: there's everywhere i mean i think there's a there's a tipping point to everything you know will you jump out of a window um, no, why would I ever do a second story window? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Your house is on fire and you can't get out. Uh, I might still try to find another way. Okay. There's a reasonably cushy bush down at the bottom. Okay. I'll do it. You know, when you throw your two-year-old out a window, use that same analogy that I already got to. And everything has a tipping point and, you know, for them, you know, uh, complacency or I don't know, comfort level and the usual thing, everybody does it, right? I mean, that's got some very good correlations to society in general, um, but once, you know, and, and it sounds like in your story, there was a little bit of a leader, a little bit of an instigator, but at the same time, it was it was the mass that, that made that happen. If he had just gone over there by himself or with two friends for, you know, the last two years of his collegiate life or something, um, then it probably wouldn't have done anything. But yeah, it's it's that movement over, but to get people out of comfort, and we've been taught and trained that comfort is the thing. There's a great um, video on after school, S-K-O-O-L, if you've ever seen any of their videos. They do kind of like a pictorial as they go along, but they'll have all kinds of speakers uh, and different people on there, very influential speakers and what have you. Anyway, all the way up to like, I wouldn't say he probably not at the top, but he, he speaks well. Russell Brand even does some of his stuff, but like Matthew McConaughey, they've had, I think he's probably okay. had Joe Rogan, all kinds of stuff, but we'll go through these pictorials. And um, what was the one that I was thinking of to tell you about? Uh, as I, I started thinking through the pictorials, I, I kind of got thrown off a little bit. Um, where were we at just before that? With Singular, the flip?
0: singular leader going to the bar everyone comfort we all want comfort oh
1: yeah thank you thank you yeah so one was basically on how society had been molded as opposed to you know back in like greek and roman times they've been molded towards comfort and safety and talked about safety versus courage and basically saying that Everything you do, if you do it for safety, you're going to be in a box and then people can move that box around. People can make that box smaller. They usually don't make it larger and they can do whatever they want kind of with you. And there's no real progress in society that goes on that way. But if people take on the courageous mindset and they say, you know what, it's uncomfortable, it maybe isn't safe. Uh, It doesn't mean, you know, go out and do crazy things. That's not what we're talking about. You know, go, you know, walk on the edge of a cliff. But in general, taking uh, subtle, reasonable risks or even fairly big risks in order to accomplish something for yourself, your family, uh, your community, humanity, these things should be applauded and rewarded. But you know what's been rewarded in society, right? You know, it's sports rather than brains, very much so over time, looks rather than character, all these different things, you know, being a victim rather than being, you know, um, a resilient and/or conqueror. Um so I, I think yeah, you you're right with where all that plays. It take it took a lot to get uh everybody at the bar to go to the other one. And it takes, you know, even way more than that for the conditioning of society to flip change sides. Do you think uh
0: do you think Elon Musk do you think he's genuine or do you think
1: he's a controlled opposition? That's such a great question. You know, I've, I've gone back and forth. I've wrestled with it so but, much. But man, when I look at it, I'm going, okay, well, if you were a, a double or a triple, you know, agents type of thing, and I look at which one would be easier to fake and to fame. And I don't know a ton, but I did spend about an hour, an hour and a half watching some like motivational video with him talking, going through a bunch of different, um, different interviews he had and i've seen interviews with him in the past and you know they can be good actors but he seems very genuine in his emotion and in his care for different things and people and it wasn't just when he got snubbed by uh, i don't know if it was uh, buzz armstrong and whoever um but that said he he got snubbed it but other times when he's talking about people talking about humanity and he tears up a bit and he has a hard time talking and there's it seems very genuine. Then you flip on the other side and you try to figure out, okay, well, how could he be controlled opposition? And you kind of know what the overall agenda is. And you look at his Neuralink, for instance, and you say, okay, well, is it easier to feign all of that emotion repeatedly over time and seem like you have a lot of care for humanity and talk about doing an entirely new banking system, as I think he and Peter Thiel talked about back in the day, if I'm not mistaken, um, and needing to take the power out of the hands of the central bankers. And also exposing things like, you know, letting people know this. I kind of said this for a while. Um, Basically, that if you give the government all the power, it's just a corporation. It's the biggest corporation. And that's actually literal, too. But that's a different story. Yeah. Um, You know, they have to have some sort of structure. Let's just say leave it at that. But, um, you know, exposing kind of things like that and thought processes like that. I don't know. Of course, controlled opposition has to do something helpful along the way. but. I don't know. I feel like he's he's mostly good and or gonna hopefully take us through rather than take us to Neuralink, you know, fully controlled mind dystopia. But that's my hope. But I I don't rest on it. And I will never take a neuralink and no. Yeah, no move on. But I am fascinated by that, by by his story and where is he and things. And it can be gray too, right? At times, he could have no real affiliation and just be like following what he wants to do in his head that he thinks he wants to do. But I don't know. It's
0: fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of me. I always used to think it was like one of two things. It was like he was either a good guy or he was controlled opposition. Like, there might be a third. It might just be chaotic. He might just wake up every day and go, well, today might be the last. <laughs> Tweet a picture of Bill Gates and, you know, buy Twitter. Just – it might be that. Like, he could very – well, let me look at, like, my own podcast. Sure, I try to do good, but there are a lot of episodes where I'm just like, fuck it, like, you know? Like, this, like, an hour ago, I didn't think I was going to talk to you about food processing plants, but just before you came on, I was, like, on Twitter, and I was like, another one burned down. And now we're on this whole thread, so, like, he might just be chaotic. Um, I think that... I think the... Not what word am I looking for? Repulsion, resistance. I think that the, that a lot of people have to him is too genuine for me to think that he's controlled opposition. Right? If you see like like Mitt Romney and Obama going back and forth in twenty twelve, it doesn't seem too passionate and too genuine. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, come, you guys are both getting the same Raytheon. Yeah, oh, you are a liberal. Oh, you Republican. And it's like, not really. You know, I don't think Trump was controlled opposition. I think they truly viscerally hated him. And I look at how they're reacting now to, to Elon and I'm like, their hatred seems to be too real. And Elon seems like he's just toying with them. Like, again, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just the alternative. And in a hundred years we'll look back and everyone will hate dictator Musk. I don't know. But I think their hatred of him is too ge- And also just like, mm-hmm. if he's actually pushing for like less people to be banned online, like that's something that like cuts through all, are you controlled operant? They don't like the free flow of information, period. If he's pushing for that. And if he follows through, if he follows through, correct.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause that's, that's, that's practicing what you preach. That's not empty promises. That's not, that's not uh, hope and change. That's not George Bush, you know, mission accomplished. Or, like, but then we all go, go through the same shit anyway. And you're like, well, nothing happened. No, no bankers went to jail. Like, no, there was never, like, a complete, you know, exoneration of, like, why I went to Iraq. But if he's actually doing this stuff, if he's actually making electric cars, if he's actually making rockets that land themselves and is trying to go to Mars, and if he's actually pushing for free speech those are all things that like you know like you wouldn't question whether or not your personal trainer is a snake oil salesman if the things they were teaching you to do you were actually losing fat you were actually building muscle like you were sleeping better you'd be like i don't care how sleazy they seem (laughs) you know it might be some guy with like Frosted tips and a fake tan, and you're like, I'm losing weight and I feel better. Like, I know he looks like a douchebag, but like, (laughs) dude, he's, he's, it's the real deal, you know. I feel better. Am I making sense or am I just in like an allergy delusion? No, no, that (laughs) makes,
1: that makes perfect sense. I think, you know, there's certain things that, excuse me, there's certain things that you can't fake. And sorry about that. You're good. Um, certain things you can't fake. And also, you know, I think there's a give and take when there's controlled op that they let them have some wins and that way they can get everybody onto that bandwagon and then either take Mm -hmm. them and stop or take them the wrong way. That said, there's certain ones that seem like they're a little too important. Like if really you do get that on Twitter and you get the ability for people to talk in mass again, and he removes a lot of the bots. um, If he, you know, it, the other piece to it that, um, uh, that would be helpful. Oh, the child trafficking and all that kind of stuff. If he really rooted that stuff out where they're doing that sort of thing through those platforms um, and also exposed it because they would have the data, you know, then you would see something really, really big turnover and that's not something you would give if you were controlled up. You almost wonder if, you know, there's a point where, you know, you hope and pray somebody that, that influential and that powerful, you know, they finally got to the point where they were powerful enough to then be able to buy Twitter, surprise everybody, and then start doing the right thing. And I'm hoping that's, you know, what we're seeing there. So, but time will tell.
0: Uh, My f- two favorite comedians, Tim Dillon and Ray Komp ha- had this, they, I was listening to a podcast that they, they did back in like 2017. And, They're both talking. They're like, do you think like, do you think Trump was controlled off that went wrong? Like he was playing the role, playing the role. And then one day was like. Fuck it, (laughs) you know, cut the chains. And then they were like, wait, 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 because it's like we look at like the resistance. You don't have to like Trump. I don't I do. Most people don't. I don't care. There's like, there's no questioning that like when he was, every president gets attacked in office, there's never been a coordinated effort like that, right? For better or worse, maybe he really is a Russian agent. I don't know. But the weird thing is, is like he got into office and I feel like if the vile reaction to him was that genuine, they never would have let him get in. Because he, I mean, he beat out a Bush dynasty and a Clinton dynasty. That's no, you don't just, do that now if you're controlled op you do but the controlled op would make no sense if as soon as you got your guy in all of a sudden you just like gridlocked everything and threw like story after story and impeachment after impeachment at him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to me i always i've always wondered like was he controlled op just to get into the position and then just went nuts like are you a political candidate in a in a South American nation and you play ball at the CIA, they throw a coup, they get you in, and then you know you have a brief window of time where you go all of a sudden you cut your ties with the CIA and you're like, I'm for the people. You know they're going to assassinate you. But, man, you can get like two years of just like real genuine, you can be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something like Elon Musk, right? He, he's playing ball. He's clearly in, he's in with the military industrial complex. There's no he has contracts with Department of Defense, the National Reconnaissance Office, the National Geospatial Agency, the NSA. He's part of the guys, the ULA, the United Launch Alliance of, of like Boeing and whoever the hell else builds the rockets. They all hated him and he got in. And he gets tons of subsidies through uh, Tesla.
1: He's their largest contractor the d o d s largest contractor seth uh was it seth I believe is his name, one of the uh um, like high level trump advisors mentioned that the other day somewhere, okay, anyway, go back to where you were
0: space force right mm-hmm. you almost wonder if he played ball or maybe he that wasn't even playing ball, maybe he was gen- genuine he was consciously being controlled opposition. Right. And then do you have a change of heart? Do you have some like Scrooge, you know, go out and buy the fattest Turkey. Like you just, you know, you're visited by the angel of death or was the entire thing conscious? Are you playing as a pawn the entire time just to get in there? And then once you have enough power and control and you can move $300 billion around, I mean, let's be honest, he's, he's built up a lot of like, uh, 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 not this is the wrong term but he's built up a lot of social credit over Mm -hmm. the years right he's not some curmudgeon he's Elon Musk Mm -hmm. he smokes pot on Joe Rogan he tweets memes you know he posts a picture of like the pregnant man emoji next to Bill Gates and says in case you need to lose a boner fast like I don't know if you saw that but (laughs) oh man like two weeks you know the pregnant male emoji Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah well there's a picture of Bill Gates that He's wearing like the same sweater, and he's got this like pouch, this like this belly. And he tweeted like, like last Friday or the one before that. He tweeted it like one of the mornings. Just Bill Gates next to that male emoji. It just says, "In case you need to lose a boner fast." (laughs) When I saw it, I thought it was fake. Uh No, dude, it's it's like his most liked tweet of all time, Um. right? And he's sort of like that rock star Tony Stark. Like he's built up a lot of social credit. Maybe he's playing this game over the last two decades for this moment. I don't know. I
1: don't really know where I'm going with this. You can hop in at any time. Oh, well, I would say that you're, I think most important to what you're even talking about. And I think Elon's just one of the most amazing examples trying to figure it out. One of the hardest examples to figure out. But I think the, the bigger truth that you're talking about in here is you're getting a lot of different scenarios. You're not taking people to the false dichotomy of all good and all bad. Because when we do that, it's a lot easier for society to be pulled. Here's the leader. No, here's your leader for us to get on bandwagons and to be pulled into a place. And so being able to like take a breath and try to figure out, were they bad, then good, then okay, then bad, then... Or were they, you know, bad that, or good than bad? What wherever they were, that um, understanding and appreciating that complexity, I think, is really um, something that we're lacking. We all, I mean, I realize myself too the same way over time, and I've kind of tried to break myself of it when I realized it these last couple of years. But I'm always trying to like go, they're this or they're that, and. Trying to figure out where everybody is, and and we have to figure that out so we know that we're not, you know, being continually led by the wrong people, but at the same time, being able to understand the nuance there, like I think helps you to understand the complexity of the big picture too, you know, because it's not like a, oh, they're, they're all going to win or we're all going to win. No, they're going to win some battles probably here and there. And there's people who were good, who then, you know, had their family threatened and all of a sudden they did the wrong thing. You have to kind of be able to see those different pieces and discern them as best you can. And I, and that's, that's probably the best word for what you were doing there discernment. You know, you're really Mm -hmm. just actually appreciating that detail.
0: Yeah. Another part of me thinks that like back to the whole growing pains of a civilization, it might be that it might be that like there is a great reset and it does succeed. And that maybe is like the, I mean, think of like how many sperm compete to get to one ovum or one egg or whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. And then all the nutrients go to that one. Everything else dies off. You go to that one, you find the thing that works and then you quadruple down of every time there's evolution, you know, we have we always have these great extinctions these great die offs where like the top 0.1% of successful organisms survive right and now even with like humanity it's like you know we have these ever increasing just smaller and smaller coves of people who have all the best healthcare all the best education and from like a darwinian standpoint it makes sense forget all these forget all these 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 idiots like tommy or or dr williams or all these you know as Henry Kissinger would say, the useless eaters, which is the most psychopathic thing ever. If you had, like, the perfect, like, genetic mix of diversity, of, you know, no bad recessive traits, of people that just naturally live to 110, who are all educated at, like, have private tutors from, like, the age two forward, who are all, I mean, really just this idea of, like, true ivory tower calling the elites and if you took them and then they all over get constant like stem cell therapy and all the best almost like you treat like a queen bee or something like as a collect if you're just playing a video game just completely detached from it yeah you'd want to make like one small group of maybe like a thousand people the absolute best and let them break away into the next best thing right you a nation sends its tippy top athletes to the olympics right in the darwinian sense of a cold unloving universe where it's just the most efficient survive on the other hand like it uh, the first hand being what we talked about earlier like maybe there's growing pains and you break out of it it also might be that no this is completely natural where all the resources coalesce into a tiny, 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 tiny group and they break away. They get all the, they merge with supercomputers and they break out and go, you know, I don't know, spread to other star systems and the rest of us collapse in some climate change ravaged world. Like that also kind of plays into, Like every animal doesn't exist anymore. Like 99.999% of species that have ever existed are extinct (laughs) It's because the best ones broke. I mean, why did you have 10 kids back in the day? So one would live. I mean, is that the other dark side? Like this might be weird, this weird egg and all the energy is going into just is going to the, uh, the fertilized cell. And then that one can go, start multiplying and the rest of it sloughs off and we're just this useless Petri dish of nutrients.
1: I think it's uh, certainly possible. I mean, (sighs) anything really is possible, but I will say that I think, I think that with the pendulum swings that occur, um, you know, whether it's in, in business, um, whether it was in medicine, you know, when they were pushing us that, you know, pain is the newest vital sign and you know pushing opioids oh they're non-addictive oxycontin it's non non-addict- non-addictive um and you know a lot of people go well, wait a minute that makes zero logical sense whatsoever um, we appreciate caring about people's pain but we also shouldn't make them addicts and put you know pills all over the entire nation um eventually that pendulum kind of swings back and i think we've been so baked in with everything so long that i'm hoping that attempt for that little small percentage, and I'm not saying they even have the best DNA, but that small percentage that either feel, think, feign that they're elite, um, that this exposure during this time breaks that plan down slowly but surely. And you know, I'm believing in a biblical sort of uh, sort of um, you know universe, which I do. I mean, I think that there's there's no way that in the end, because that sounds like the end event, and in the end event, if they've kind of gotten rid of all of us, you know, God's just coming back and wiping them out, but we're not still here. Um, I think that that's where I I, I just still maintain optimism. I think they're trying for that. They're trying for that. I I think that's pretty clear. They call us useless eaters from the (laughs) highest levels of multi, you know, over the government, trilateral commissions and what have you. Yeah. You know and and they mean it, and they say lots of things to demonstrate it. They do things continually. We're basically society, if you're not a part of that group, you're like that spouse being slowly poisoned to death by your other spouse, so no one will ever know. You just keep kind of getting sicker and they keep acting like they care more about you all the time. And people look at them and say, oh, my gosh, it's so terrible what's happening to to Bob and Becky. But Bob has been so sweet to her while she's just been having the worst health problems. But he is just an angel and he needs our help. Let's help him. Oh, he's doing the right things. Right. So the government is Bob, you know, especially these high level people. This isn't like normal. Right. Right. but that's basically what we've been doing, you know, yeah. whether it's the GMOs, whether it's the arsenic in the baby food, um, whether it's the the food shortages, whether it's the viruses, whether it's the vaccine, non-vaccines, whatever it is, it basically it all is pointing in the same direction. It doesn't get better. No, It all gets worse with the worse with the feigning of it. They're trying to help it get better. Meanwhile, it never does. They don't supply good solutions. They have an event 201 pandemic exercise at Hopkins. And yet, despite being able to call it very well, what was going to start leaking out the next month, literally in China, they didn't have good answers for it. They didn't have any good answers. If you know these things are going to happen, why can't you stop them? If you have that much power and control over the world and you're designing the systems, how can't you design the system to take care of that a lot faster rather than just prepare everyone mentally for how scary it's going to be and how well you're going to take care of them, how they should trust in you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's so crazy that after she was poisoned by arsenic, Becky then also somehow consumed cobalt. Like, wow. Like that is, thank God for Bob. And it's like, how odd. (laughs) How odd that thank God we had this government that came in after 9-11 and was like, don't worry, guys, we're going to we're going to fucking figure this thing out. And then poor Becky, she succumbed to the 2008 financial crisis. But thank God, you know, who's there? government, Bob, Bob was there to help out. And you'll never believe this. Becky then caught this COVID virus. Don't worry. Again, wow. God sent Bob was there. Yeah. And then. You know it was crazy, and then there, you know, and it's like again and again and again. It's like, well, hold on a second, and and I'm with you. I am optimistic, and I don't want it to coalesce. That's 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 insane. Um, it could be that it, you know. On the other hand, you look at something like I don't know, like the, you look at every empire. There's only ever one existing empire, and all the other ones are history. It's just always that way. You have one. You have right now we, we live in the United States empire. We dress it up as America and our bases abroad. No, it's the same thing. It's, it's, one guy has all the gold and all the guns and we're just kind of bullying our way around the world. The rest of the world doesn't doesn't they don't pitch. They don't go. Yeah, America's in charge. No, they're forced at gunpoint to say America's in charge. We're in the American empire. The American empire is going, has been going since like 1945, when you look back; every empire eventually does fall. Like at one point, Great Britain was w- it was great. <laughs> it was <laughs> the sun never sets on the Queen's Empire, the the Royal Navy. And now it's like what the pyramids? were they used to be like white limestone with a gold cap. And it was the pyramids, and now it's now it's this archaic thing that you take a picture with. Like, so all these things that were at one point, so unimaginably powerful it'll never be surpassed it'll not ne- no one will ever get past that it is that is this is the pinnacle of man they have more horses than anybody we now look back at and we're like <laughs> we're like, yeah you know it's, it's the kaiser wilhelm army you see all those helmets with the spikes their trains are on time they have the machine guns we can't and now we're like wait what No, dude, America with like an F-22 Raptor will blow up your house from 100 miles away and you won't even know it happened. Mm -hmm. It all eventually falls apart. So like Mm -hmm. as much as the Federal Reserve or the World Economic Forum or the Trilateral Commission or the Council on Foreign Relations or whatever, the Bilderbergs, at some point those will be as archaic and just like historical. Like the most classified, like Area 51 or NORAD, mm-hmm. at some point, those will be the ruins in Mexico that you take a picture with, uh, with your spouse, because you guys want to go visit the, you know, the whatever, the, the, the Mayan Aztec ruins. Mm-hmm. Like areas that right now, if you and I went, we would be shot in the head, like a NORAD or White House. Mm-hmm there will be a point in the future where you're just there uploading the picture on Instagram. Like it will fall apart. You know, here's Fort Knox where the American empire held all of their gold right, until of course the year 2120 when the, whatever the Chinese Raiders took it all, then it will just be another thing. And then people living in the Chinese empire will go, we're the greatest. And then there will be some asshole like me and you sitting there going like, no, we're just in the Chinese empire. And they'll go, the sun will never <laughs> set on us. We have outposts on Mars. I'd be like, Yeah, America walked on the moon. Like and it will keep going and going and going. But the point is, is it seems like it does always die. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where I'm going with this rant.
1: No, <laughs> but I well, no, but I think it's I think you're right though. In the, I think one of the key points is that you know, there's always been at least a good amount of injustice with any of those empires, really, right? And you can take that to the united states currently um you know we're, we're bringing them democracy in the form of bombs destruction death and civil war and a new rothschild bank um that said uh, it's shiny though um but that said um those all of those eventually come down and that's a good thing <clears throat> that's yeah. a good thing that you know the worst come down it's it's how do you develop a society in a world where you're more educated resilient and you don't forget you don't forget the ways you got there and you appreciate them and you don't let those human tendencies to get comfortable and distracted and you know uh, not wanna deal with things um, to get you to a better place. But no, I like it. I think them, going to, them coming down is a good thing. And the other part that's interesting, if you use our previous analogy we were using of just even the person between Bob and Becky, how many of Bob's friends and or Becky's friends and family are going to want to look at that situation and go, you know, something's just not right. But how many of them are going to step and cross that? How many of them are going to tell their other friends, you know, what I think some crazy might be happening there? Because everybody's going to like, look, no, Bob is the Bob is cares about you. The government cares about you. You can't say that they try to kill you. Um, that same scenario, that same discomfort that. You can imagine from that situation locally is basically the same thing that we're dealing with now. People can't deal with uh, not well. They're slowly becoming more, you know, uh, able to deal with it, and you know the scales tipping. But they have a really hard time believing that literally the people that are say they're protecting us—we've believed our whole lives are trying to protect us. They're literally doing the opposite, at least from the highest places, right? Um, that's a hard bridge to cross mentally they can't really do it. So they keep waiting until like, it's, over we're obvious when like, yeah, we've now diagnosed that, you know, giant amount of lead and, you know, whatever else and arsenic there. And you go, well, how does she get that? And you finally, you have nowhere else to like make an excuse. And you're like, That tea Bob's giving her every day that just comforts her and helps her is probably the only place on God's green earth. You could have gotten all of those poisons and you have to face it. Like you just have to, you can deny it for a while. If you had multiple friend groups, like maybe you could deny a few of them. They're just, you know, they die and all of our friends are sick. Um, You know, they died, you know, two, uh, two hours after drinking the tea. They died one day after taking the shot, Uh, but it wasn't related. Because you know the tea is safe and effective, right? Um, you know, <laughs> there's no way. I mean, it's not even a question, right? So I think, um, yeah. But I, I think that that's the amazing thing. Is so much of this is like mental slash spiritual, you know, at its core. Because like most people out there wouldn't go along with this shit if they actually took the time, got past the mental barriers and the cognitive dissonance and the what have yous and actually realize what was happening, that like there's literally trying to slowly take over, now more quickly, take over everyone and put them completely under their thumb, if not snub many of them out altogether. How many of them are gonna like take their next shot to keep their job? How many of them are gonna do those things? And I think the answer would be a whole hell of a lot less. How many more would be working on the other side, joining Tommy's podcast, and, you know, starting their own podcast, you know, in kicking ass places, it's going to be, it would be a whole lot more. Um, and it's just, how do you facilitate that process? Like Bob is literally poisoning her. I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy. I know you think she's sick and he's super sweet, but he's freaking poisoning her. And you finally get them to wake up and you go, okay, maybe we can have somebody over there one time. Uh, or maybe we can like save some tea. We don't even have to tell Becky, but we can help like work this out behind the scenes. Like yeah, maybe right. we don't have to tell every single person involved, but but damn, can we help? Yeah, that's that's what we need to have. Maybe we'll find her a different way to to get her cared for. Maybe yeah. we'll also bring him to justice. Um, You know, all yeah. these things simultaneously are what's needed. Yeah, and I don't like, know, sorry, I ran without. No, too. no,
0: no. You kind of have to inch towards it, right? Because you couldn't kind of just come out. You know, you're all sitting around hanging out and being like, hey, so I'm, not to change topics, but I think Bob's trying to kill Becky. <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, what? You have to, it'd have to be like you and one friend and you kind of have to f- float a little bit. Like, it is weird. And then even then you'd have to like hold back like your your end thesis. You'd have to be like, maybe there's something in the house she's allergic to. You just have to kind of yeah. inch it forward. And even though both guys might be thinking, I think Bob's... No one wants to say it. So might or it might be something where you go, Hey, change the topic. I think Bob's trying to kill Becky. You might have everyone go. I thought I was the only one that thought that. And then all of a sudden you have this, but that's, that's rare where all of a sudden it all changes immediately. Like what happened in college with the bars. It's much more, you have to be like, let's, let's play devil's advocate. Maybe she's allergic to the tea. Maybe Bob doesn't know who knows. Maybe it's an old family recipe and whatever. But like, eventually you have to just move forward with like, Baby theses and as each one gets mm-hmm. keeps getting proved correct you mm-hmm. then use that as momentum you have to go well listen the last five of our th- crazy theses have all turned out to be true mm-hmm. we'll stop if if even one of them isn't true and so you start you throw out the six theses and everyone's like that one's crazy and you're like let's try it and it turns out to be true you're like okay well we're six for six now we're not even like four for six we're six for six seven for seven eight for eight nine for And it gets to a point where it's like you then have to play into people's like attraction to logic and patterns and be like, okay, guys, we're 21 for 21. Now we're going to try the 22nd as crazy as it sounds. And then finally it's like, all right guys, thesis number 30 is we're going to bring in a toxicologist and some detectives are actually going to come in and put Bob in handcuffs. And if you inch your way up to it, it's much more acceptable, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slowly becoming like self-aware as we have this conversation
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it makes perfect sense if you just say it like this I don't care what anybody says Bob's fucking poisoning Becky <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and you go oh shut up Alex and uh. you know to his credit then maybe you go you know what I give him credit he didn't dance around it instead of babying it towards it he just went y'all are all crazy Bob's killing fucking Becky I'm going in there with a gun and I'm freeing her like that is crazy Maybe we justify it by saying, "No, nah, you got to go in baby steps." But like, I don't care what anybody says. I have the documents right here. I know for a fact Bob's purchasing cobalt from an old industrial mine. He's giving it to her. <laughs> I've seen it before. He brags about it on his website. He has a pamphlet called "The Great Poisoning." He puts it out there. <laughs> he brags about it every day. He does it in his symbols. He has pictures on his wall of like.
1: That's you know, perfect.
0: Like, you know, be like you know, and maybe you need that guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that guy is like, he puts out the grand thesis.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: sort of takes the flack as that guy and everyone else can go, well, I don't believe that, but, and you can chip off a little bit. You go, let's at least see if there is arsenic in the tea. I don't believe that Bob's actually killing her and that he's buying stuff from an old strip mine, like Alex Jones said, but it could be arsenic. Like that's not that crazy. You can kind of inch your way towards it. And maybe arsenic and baby food. Yeah. And you go, yeah, exactly. You go, well, we know this happens. Maybe it's just an accident and you inch towards it. And like, even like I look at like my first interview with Dr. Malone last July and it's him just talking about like, like the, like the dangers of like, uh, like lipid nanoparticles and how they can have unintended consequences. And then I look at the episode I did with him last Wednesday, the 10th episode I've done with them or ninth. And it's him talking about how, like, the CIA under the Dulles brothers helped shape the world we know now through military industrial complex and, like, dark banking. And I'm like, what a progression. I look back at you and I's first episode, Mm -hmm. and you were just talking about, like, data and computer systems. And now we're just blatantly talking about how there's like a global totalitarian government who are actively trying to kill like 6.9 of the 7 billion humans on earth. And like you almost have to walk closer and closer towards it for it to become more palatable. No one wants to be the one that says it. I don't want to be Alex Jones versus like at a certain point, you just have to be like, well, another food processing plants on fire. The government just created the Disinformation Governance Board. They also just today created the Environmental Justice Board, which does that not sound
1: like an, a way to protect the world from the useless eaters? Uh, yes, that's uh, yeah, exactly. When we talk about CO2 and what do we breathe out? I know, right? I mean, right. I mean, they went to cow farts first, though. You know, you progress yeah. where the humans are the problems. First, we get rid of the million cattle and sheep in Ireland um, for climate change. Because I mean, what what other what other issue was there for climate? I mean, I didn't look at that, but my guess is it was the whole flatulence, the whole being a uh, aerobic uh, organism, and you know, breathing in oxygen and pushing out CO two.
0: You, you know what he said on his first podcast with Rogan in twenty sixteen. Rogan had him on for episode 911 halfway through he starts talking about it. he goes he goes I'm telling you Joe it's years away, but they're gonna create a carbon tax on the life processes of man itself in order to justify the removal of us and then I, sw- I swear on his la- on his last episode with him in like 2018 he goes, He goes, they're going to be creating the autonomous robot hybrids to clean up society after they release the bioweapons to wipe out man. And Joe's like, Alex, you got to take it down a notch. And now here we are, two and a half years into a pandemic, and there seems to be a controlled attack on our food supply system. I mean. The
1: public incredulity. Allows this to to get this far, people just can't believe it. They can't believe Bob's really poisoning Becky. And you know, then then I think the question comes in: How loud or how incremental, but quickly, do you need to work before like the tea finally does her in? You know, and do you know when that when that moment's going to happen? You know, when is that that tipping point? So how fast can you or do you have to go? in order to prevent the worst from happening in that, in that instance. There's the question.
0: Sometimes I think that, um, it, it, it feels like they're, they're getting like sloppier. Doesn't it? And to me that, that there's two reasons for that. And one is very good and one is very bad. And like, Mm -hmm. I think about like in college when I'd be like in the last day of finals week of a semester, you know, like one semester I took biochemistry, genetics, physics, and OCHEM 2 or something stupid. And I I was always very cognizant of like when I took caffeine because I, you know, I can't take it past a certain hour in the day because I got to be able to sleep that night because the whole semester is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's got to be sustainable. You got to be able to wake up, go to the gym every day. You get an X hours of studying, go back to bed. And then like finals week, you're sleeping a little less, but it's because you're, you're nearing the finish line. And when I would get to like the final day, I like wouldn't, I didn't, if the, doesn't matter if the exam was at 8 p.m., I'd have like a monster and take like a riddle and right before it, it didn't matter what time I went to bed because the semester's over. I have three weeks off doesn't matter when i go to bed tonight there's no sustainability needed i got to the finish line Mm -hmm. so i'd be pounding caffeine it didn't matter i didn't have to get in bed at a reasonable time semester's over i'm just gonna get shit faced tonight and that was if you looked at well why are you doing that was a good thing it's because i was securing my my 4.0 that semester i already had a 98 but i'm gonna power through the finish line I'm going to get 100 on the final and get make sure my average is a 98.5. Like, I'm just going to so certainly get an A. You're running up the score in the Super Bowl. You are not going to lose this thing whatsoever. On the flip side, that very same thing, not getting enough sleep and consuming caffeine up until 8 p.m. for the exam is the same exact thing you do if you had a D and you were just hoping like God to make it a C. <laughs> so like. Mm-hmm. It's I know C- exactly where you're at. Yeah. So like, I think about like, in like towards the end of the cold war, there was this like rocket launch from Norway and it was, it was like a, it was, it was a civilian like space experiment, whatever their space agency was. But like the trajectory, everything about it, the plume of the rocket looked identical to an ICBM. And like Russia started preparing for, or the Soviet Union started preparing for like a retaliatory strike. And we contacted Norway and we were like, yo, what the fuck is this thing? And we had to contact the Soviets. And we were like, look, we're not launching our missiles. This isn't. And so the Soviets didn't launch theirs. But rightfully so, the Soviets were like, maybe it it is a science experiment, but wouldn't that be the perfect way to start a nuclear war is to launch a nuke and then say it's a science experiment. And luckily, obviously there wasn't war, but it's the same It's the same trajectory on the radar, same rocket plume, same. What's in the nose cone? Is it an experiment? Is it a thermonuclear warhead? And so when I look at how sloppy they're getting now, openly having a disinformation governance board, Mm -hmm. openly having the great reset, squashing and censoring everything that has to do with adverse reactions of vaccines of, uh, of, of openly attacking Elon Musk, trying to push forward free speech, uh, attacking Rogan for, for taking ivermectin. It's the food distribution centers on fire. It is so like in the open. It is such like a naked grab at consolidated world power that I have to wonder do they have a 98 and they're like, we are not even going to risk losing this, this decades long plan. Let's just bulldoze it through. You know, I'm, you're a mile ahead in the race to the marathon. You sprint the last hundred feet. Cause you're just like, I've been training for this for years. I'm not going to lose this. Or are they like, we have a D plus we are barely going to get across the finish line. And if we don't get across, we're all going to hang for crimes against humanity. Like the rocket, it looks the same. You take the, you take the caffeine pill and the riddle, and at 8 p.m. on that Friday of finals week, whether you're trying to get a 99 instead of a 98 or whether you're trying not to repeat that course because you're about to fail. It looks the exact same.
1: I'd say that's a great analogy. I'd say that I think the the plan based off that analogy would be you hope and you imagine that they're really at the D plus, but you operate as if they've got the 98 and then you just roll from there and let the chips fall where they may. Oh, God. You know, I I guess it's, it gets kind of, it washes out, you know, a lot lot of different thought processes and I'm like, you know, (laughs) and I get there. But I still, I go through all of them too, because there's just so much to be, so much to be said um, and so much to be feigned from understanding the situation as best we can and looking at the different scenarios and gaming it out. I mean, that's part of that whole game theory process as well. You have to know, like, where is your enemy? You know, I mean Sun Tzu Art of War stuff, right? If you're few, make them think you're many. If you're many, make them think you're few. If you're near, far, far, near, right? All those things. Strong, weak, weak, strong. Doing that same sort of stuff um, is important to understand that it could look either way, and <laughs> we just um, we need to plow through it um, one way or another, um, which whichever side they're on, I. I think with it being the part that also, Tommy, gives me, um, makes me feel better is that when so much of it is based upon deception and illusion, it makes me think more of a house of cards. Yeah. So they don't have some very powerful cards to play. That said, ultimately, though, it's, it's kind of a house of cards. And if you get just enough exposure of where that house lies, you know, uh, doesn't take a whole lot of pressure to make it come down. Yeah. yeah I might you know bomb a bit on the way down, and you know few some bad stuff might happen, but eventually the the house falls um and that's that's where I take a a good amount of optimism from too the knowing that so much of it is so thin, and that most people out there are actually good, you know even if you're saying you know you're talking about politicians taking money and you're ta- you know all these different things um doctors taking money, let's not leave us out um they don't get paid for injections. Let's be clear. Um, I don't think really any doctors get paid for uh, how many injections they put forth. The hospitals do. You know. Um, that said, uh, most of the people out there still like they might be misled. They might as- also be paid off, scared. You know, in a way of, of doing things. But if they're like, oh yeah, that's really a house of cards over there, and that's. They're they're trying to play those cards so like you're all like not here. It's like Georgia Guidestones, like only 500 million, stay in perpetual balance with nature. Uh, last one, don't be be not a cancer upon the earth. Be not a cancer upon the earth. Kind of sounds like that useless eaters, doesn't it? So once they realize that that's what's in that's written on the cards, they say, well, I think we'll just go push this down.
0: I'm, I'm kind of finding a flaw in my analogy, and that's if they had the 98, would they not look back? It's like, so let's say like this thing is real, this crazy thing we're hypothesizing that there's this decades, perhaps centuries long plan for a global dictatorship to culminate, wipe out the rest of man and transcend to the next level of human robot evolution sounds insane so you just kind of have to put that out there like let's just accept that very much sounds insane yeah right yeah it's not insane. it's it's what the literature says like okay Alex again let's take it as a grain of salt and let's say it's there what got them there what got them here was unimaginable patience and and not taking the caffeine pill at 8 p.m. it was it was It was very wise, slow, tactical, methodical moves. That's what got them here, right? Mm -hmm. Setting up the Federal Reserve in 1913, like Mm -hmm. 109 years ago, like very slow, slow moves. If they were that disciplined and that elite, I don't think they would even, I don't think they would risk it at all. I think they'd look at a 98 and go, take the 98. Don't let it fall below a 98. Don't be s-. stupid. People would go, I'm going to go double or nothing. I'm going to try to get the 98.5. Smart people would go, hey, you're about to win the Super Bowl. Just take a knee and run the clock out. Don't risk fumbling it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be airtight. That's what they would do. They would only start to act this way because these, again, if this thing is true, then you can't attribute normal human traits to them. You can't say, oh, maybe they're just cocky now, No, you don't get cocky. If they are so elite and it's kids and your parents and your grandparents, if it's been this plan being passed down, it is so proven and perfect that they wouldn't, they wouldn't risk even the slightest percent chance of messing it up. If they've been boiling the frog, they're not going to all of a sudden just jack up the heat. They're going to cross the finish line slowly and securely and take it away.
1: That's I think that, Yeah, I think that's a, a, a fantastic point. And I think that ties back, in my mind, that ties back to the fact that they need all of these people. They are struggling because people are going away and they're not complying with the system. So they're getting more desperate for more censorship, uh, more control, and the means by which they can do it, just by their very nature, get more egregious and more silly and by more the day.
0: Obvi- and more obvious. Mm-hmm.
1: And then people are paying more attention. So they become even more obvious to even more people. So they comply less, which makes them have to reach even more. And it's,
0: yeah, it's like, it's like if I'm Tom Brady and some team wants to sign me for a million dollars and I'm like, no, I want, I want, I don't want to play for y'all. And so I leave and they're like, all right, 2 million. And I'm like, no, I'm really not interested and start walking out of the room. They're like 5 million. And I'm like, guys, I, I, I got to run. I have a flight. And They're like, 10, 100 million. What do you want? By the time I'm leaving, I'm like, you guys have completely dropped the mask. There is no aura of like hard to get. I, I now know I can ask for anything and I don't want any part of it. That's kind of what it seems like. So maybe they're not. Maybe the fact that they're doing this is because the whole thing's falling apart. And they're like, they're trying to keep a lid on it they're caught in a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's not even a finish line. Maybe the finish line, they can't possibly reach it. And now they're just trying to like keep the hordes at bay so that they don't end up on some Nuremberg dock. And then you'd have to hope that just like human self-interest takes a role and there's the, uh, what is it called? The Prisoner Dilemma. Is that right? The Prisoner, prisoner Dilemma?
1: Mm, I don't know
0: about that. They have to decide, should I sell out my guy so I can get off? Is he going to sell me out?
1: Uh, yeah. I know one of the prison experiments, but I don't think that was it. It was like prison guards versus prisoners. But yeah. But anyway, yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like the Nazis. The Nazis all kind of kept doing evil shit because they all had each other's back until the war started to look like it wasn't going their way. And then very quickly they start selling each other out for plea deals. And then the whole system came down exponentially faster. Mm -hmm. They're trying to hold the thing together. Maybe the, maybe our, our silver lining is, is they realize it can't work. And then they start going, fuck it. I'm just going to, I have all this evidence. I'm just going to sell out Fauci and Klaus Schwab, and I'm not going to hang. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to be Werner von Braun. I'm just going to go to the winning side and be like, yeah, I had to change my heart. I'm a born again.
1: (laughs) I've got things to offer you. You'll yeah, like it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I've. Yeah. And, and even if we'd be like, yeah, whatever, yeah, we'll take it. If we can take down the whole system, I have no idea.
1: Well, I think if anything else that in this day and age that we're in, you know, there's, there's no reason not to be optimistic, optimistic and do nothing. There's reasons not to do that, but to be optimistic but to, to keep working, I think, you know, maybe that's the sweet spot. If nothing else, you keep yourself occupied, you know, while this is going down, you feel good about what you've done and your place in it. Um, knew you did all you could, so you don't have to go out feeling guilty. Um, and you, you've had a better attitude and a better time along the way until, you know, you get your ticket to heaven and, you know, you roll from there. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just too simple um, compared compared to most people. I I'm easily able to find a way to convince myself of of uh, things being better. But um, you know, regardless, it it works for me. It's kind of like the the flip side version of uh, whoever the traitor was in the first Matrix movie. You know, and he's eating the steak and doing the deal with Agent Smith and says, you know, I don't care if it's not real. I love it, you know, and he he was selling out doing something not good. But, you know, I at least feel like this is a good deception if I'm deceiving myself at all.
0: Yeah, that's 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 my logic, too, is I'd rather not be optimistic and complacent. As Elon Musk says, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right, because otherwise, why get out of bed? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up on that note. Yeah.
1: Well, ultimately, I don't know. Find God. (laughs) That's the and and that's the that's the end piece. Yeah, that I was going to say too. You know, regardless, he wins somehow. Yeah, he wins somehow in the end. Yeah, you know what? Whatever happens, however bad the tribulation or whatever things go on until then, I mean, we surely have the the apocalypse is underway. I don't think there could be any doubting that. (laughs) People can can debate about where we are and, you know, pre-trib, trib trib, post-trib cycle, I guess, is the normal thing amongst, you know, biblical scholars, which I'm not. But um, I don't think anybody can really deny this is literally the apocalypse where the great unveiling is very much occurring. I mean, you have to see it. You know, and it is being unveiled on a massive scale, technologically and, and otherwise, you know, even through the censorship. So I think that one's solid. Totally I mean, the apocalypse. I mean, there is no doubt that we're just
0: watching chapters of revelations unfold. Like mm-hmm. five years ago, I was like, man, I can't believe Trump's going to win the election. And now it's like, huh. So there is the mark of the beast there
1: you know huh there's a patent on it there's a patent for the mark of the beast
0: oh six oh six oh (laughs) six patent huh like that's that's odd they really are trying to merge with machines and there really are billionaires in silicon valley getting infusions of youthful blood huh i guess alex jones was right when he said they're vampires that's real that's a factual thing
1: Uh i don't know absolutely and you know even the um one of the ones that blew my mind i i don't remember who I ran this by, but it was probably about a year and a half ago, they had an article in, like, the BBC or something talking about the queen and or was it, I don't remember if she's married or not, has a husband or her brother who's, like, the prince, but they basically they they had a supply of blood for their, like, bunker and, like, safe room stuff. And I was like, why would you have, I mean, you'd have to keep replenishing the blood all the time, and if you're in a safe room and you have warning and you probably at least had security were you planning on like cutting your hand on the way in really bad and that's why you needed to have a stash of blood I can't really think of a logical reason you would need to have a store of blood as a elite royal so to speak um, feigned elite royal for your bunker and your like doomsday scenario that seems very odd it doesn't keep that, that long Unless, really of, interesting.
0: unless, of course, Alex Jones is right. They're literal. They're literal demons. I, I don't mean that metaphorically, Joe. I mean they are literal demons. They feast on the energy of the youth. Ah, oh, I mean, if energy is ATP and cellular regeneration, technically, I mean, yeah. And at a certain point, you have to go like, all right, he's been right thirty out of thirty times what's the big thing and his big thing is they're going to depopulate the world and then transcend to the next level of technological hybrid biological nature and advance throughout the cosmos it sounds insane but after like the first 30 claims come true you can't help but go all right what'd you say the 31st was if you and i are sitting at a table and we're playing roulette at a casino And I, every time before I go, Hey, ball's going to land on, on, on 30 red. And you're like, whatever, dude. And it lands on 30 red. I go, I gotcha. And then I tell you the next 29 plays and you go, shut up. All right. So do the next one. And I get the next one after, after I get through 29 things and I'm just stacking chips, you're going to go, what did you say that the 30th one was?
1: Yeah. Uh, and, say, and whatever is clear here, it sounds crazy, but apparently you've got a system
0: at a certain point you go, I don't even care. what My friends say, what'd you say it was? You said it was on green. All right. How much do I got on my, okay. I got a thousand on my debit. There you go. At a certain point, you're crazy to not listen.
1: Huh. Yeah. We're, we're definitely at that point. I was, I was trying to pull up, um, speaking of like crazy to not listen, I was trying to pull up real quick. The, that little Rockefeller, um, quote, did you ever see him talking about it? If uh he was at some major function, uh David, uh and it's probably around in like the nineties or something, and he said, some people out there say that we are part of a you know huge order. Blah, 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 blah. You remember? And you if seen that one? is
0: the and if that is the assertion then I am guilty and proudly <laughs> yeah. so.
1: Yeah, I stand guilty or something, yep.
0: I stand proudly, guilty. people have asserted that I am guilty of creating a new world order that like garners the world's Mm -hmm. resources and military and economic might to control the world for a small few. And if that is your claim, then I'm proudly guilty. That I stand guilty with pride. And you're like, huh, I mean.
1: It's pretty funny, like just get that in front of people enough times. There's only so much you can brush off. It really is. They're like, well, I saw Bob put in the dropper and it, it was labeled arsenic. I mean, maybe it was sugar, liquid sugar. I don't know. I took, but- I
0: took Becky's tea and I, and I put it in the atomic s- spectroscopy machine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all arsenic. There's a little Earl Grey in there, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's mostly arsenic.
1: We now have Bob on trial saying it's arsenic. <laughs> what more do you need? Apparently, it, there's a lot to this, you know, it, the Lord will send a great deception. And I don't remember who all was opening the bowls in Revelations, you know, which horsemen and yeah. all these things. I don't know. Um, I I try not to, like, dwell on it too much because it seems so so rough. But it's pretty clear that, like, bowls of different things are being opened one way or another by somebody. And uh, we've got to deal with them. And we're supposed to, what is it? I forget the word over that they used. Of course, they've changed the, the words in the language to a degree. And some of that's just for modern times. But, you know, if for those who overcome, like we'll come into the kingdom of heaven, you know, um, you know, thousand years of peace, that sort of stuff. So I don't even worry about overcoming though. I mean, yeah. I plan to try to overcome, yeah, I just plan to try to help them wherever we go, yeah. and uh let the chips fall where they may let that that ball in that roulette wheel yeah
0: yeah that <laughs> that's kind of my logic is i I often think of like let's say we do win, best case scenario, all the evil guys hang, uh we get off the central banks, no more wars, all uh, you know all the patents for you know cures to illnesses and renewable energy and let's i mean let's say we really we get this ball rolling and turn this world into a garden of eden okay then what well it's great well i mean eventually maybe we get rid of aging entirely sure all right maybe maybe we last a, a utopia a golden age for a thousand years a million years a billion years i mean eventually the universe succumbs to a heat death and either collapses back into itself, or expands at a, an exponentially increasing speed till it's nothing. So even in the best case scenario, you still lose. And that's kind of how I look at it: is like, like even even when we beat Hitler and we beat Japan, you still just reach an old age. And die, and you die heroic. I mean, you're a World War II vet. You did the right thing, sure. But you also have to be a big. But what's what's the big big picture? What's the the picture beyond that?
1: I think that picture is just heaven. So and that's what, what I, happens in this. Well, physical, that's what I
0: mean. That's what I mean. And so, to me, that's why I've just like turned back towards just like praying. And I'm like, even if we become some multi galactic species, mm-hmm. and then what? A black hole swallow fine god i don't i don't know what else to say like it's even best case scenario mm-hmm. you still
1: and then what yeah work. yeah there's there's a, there's way more questions than answers that's for sure there, there's no doubt about that whatsoever but uh you know i guess you just get in a deep enough and at some point you're like okay i can't spend all my day freaking out about everything i've learned um uh, because you just be a basket case. Like, yeah. if, you know, 1% or less of what I've learned in the last two years that, like, I know verified to be true, it, like, is enough to, if you let it, you know, just oh. make you completely insane Wanna go jump off a cliff. Yeah. But, I mean, there's certain things in con- your control, and there's many things that are not. And, and if you know that God's ultimately in control of the ultimate outcome, and that heaven's way better than here, I'm like, yeah. all right. I don't I'm not going to let it bother me and I'll try to find new uh, ever many new things and new ways to to play and 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 roll around and wake up people and change things. And uh hopefully the the pace picks up, you know, before Becky kicks it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like
0: and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean give up. I think mm-hmm. you do have to fight until the clock runs out. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. You know, if you do have that D plus, doesn't mean give up. Stay for the full three hours you have for the exam. Try to make sure. But ultimately, just acknowledge like at 11 p.m. The exam is over and it is in God's hands. (laughs) Whether or not I win. after this, I'm going to the bar and then I'm going home for Christmas break. It's just what it is. Yeah, that's right, brother. All right, man. Let's wrap this
1: page up. <laughs> yeah, what else you what else you got tonight? You got any more or are you done?
0: No, I'm done, dude. I'm I'm gonna get in bed early tonight. I'm gonna on the note of not letting the great reset get to me, I'm after this, I'm gonna take a hot shower. I'm gonna call my mom like I do every night. And then I'm gonna play a little video games with my friend and uh wake up tomorrow and do the podcast again. And maybe maybe the world's over and class launches some nukes. Maybe not. Maybe the Maybe the interdimensional vampires try to bring hell onto this world. <laughs> and maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe Elon takes over Twitter <laughs> and ushers in a new golden age. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea.
1: It's going to be a fun ride, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> the bar is going to be the the party after the finals are going to be great. Whether I ace the class or whether I'm retaking it, I'm going to go get shit-faced at the bar. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's heaven. Reg- reg- a- minus f minus we're getting yep. beer at the
1: bar absolutely we're, we're getting closer by the day oh god it really is <laughs> it really is the apocalypse good lord
0: dr aaron williams thank you so much my man i love you brother and i will schedule one with you and we will get back at it and as you and i both slowly descend into
1: insanity <laughs> that's right i love you too my friend take care get some yeah. sleep Godwin.